I just thought, I can't, I can't die. My daughter needs me and I want to be able to run around with her and play with her and tell her I love you. And I didn't know if I stroked, if I would be able to say that. And um, so I just begged God, just let me live. Like, I know I'm gonna lose this baby, but please just, I hear grace, let me live. Welcome to the I Am Mother of the Year podcast, where we equip and encourage moms just like you to move from isolation, fear, comparison, and chaos to community, compassion, peace, and freedom. We're so glad you're here. Hey guys, I'm Lisa. And I'm Jen, and this is the I Am Mother of the Year podcast. And October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and we want to honor that in the best way that we know how, which is by sharing stories. And so we are bringing you a four-part series. Today is part one called Yet We Thrive, Uh, because Yet We Thrive is one of our partner ministries. It's a community that helps women who are struggling to have babies or have lost babies of their own. And their mission is to live full, thriving lives, even in the midst of impossible circumstances. And for the next four weeks, you're going to hear four stories that are so painful, yet so impossibly hopeful. And so we're going to start today with Yet We Thrive founder, Lindsay Bear. Mama Bears! In the house! In the house! Mama Bear! Yay, we're so glad you're here. Me too. Can you tell, you know, her, us, everyone, who is Lindsay? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Lindsay. I am 32 years old. I have four babies, Earthside, um, all nine and under, Mm -hmm. and then three girls, one little boy, was kind of our miracle baby boy. Um, and we've lost three little boys all in my second trimester. So oh, sorry. Okay. Let's dive in right there yeah. because these are the, this is the painful story <laughs> we're sharing today. Mm-hmm. Three boys. Can you tell mm-hmm. us the story of your first little boy? What's his name and what's his yes. story? Okay. So Judah was our first loss. Um, he was my second pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of knew right from the start that I was never going to bring that baby home. I just mm-hmm. remember a specific moment in on my living room floor and my mom talking about how much joy one baby brought and how can you even magnify, you know, times two. Mm-hmm. It's like when, when you have that baby, it's going to be so amazing. I can't even imagine it. And I just thought in my head and I almost said it if I have that baby. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was so like, I can't say that because my mom's going to panic Mm -hmm. and go into a worry but I just had this moment of I just knew something was wrong and every time we our our insurance was weird at that point in time and so I couldn't see my doctor for a little bit and every time we drove past the clinic I would just cry because I was like something is wrong I can feel it I just need to hear this baby's heartbeat Mm -hmm. and so we went in and heard the heartbeat and everything seemed fine um but then I started to get really really sick okay Um, so can we pause there and so first I want to know what like, do you think it was like God in his kindness mm-hmm. preparing you yes. like emotionally, mm-hmm. which is, seems horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be prepared for something like that, <laughs> but then you do want to be prepared yeah. for it. You yeah. know? So you think it was God in his kindness preparing, yes. preparing mm-hmm. your yeah. heart. And okay. did you share that with your mm-hmm. husband? No, you because I was too afraid of sounding weird or mm-hmm. morbid or yeah. I had heard a lot of stories of miscarriage mm-hmm. around that time and I thought maybe I'm just getting in my head maybe it's just me being fearful mm-hmm. so I I just kind of kept that to yeah. myself yeah but I knew from the start it was a boy I knew oh, wow. 
Yeah. I was like, this is a little boy that's inside of me. Um, And I was really hopeful that I was just in my head. Mm -hmm. But then I did start to get so sick. Yeah. Um, So you... So you heard the heartbeat mm-hmm. and did relief. Yes. And then did it change a little it, bit it inside did. or it, were you? Yeah, there was relief. But at the same time, I just still had that gnawing mm-hmm. feeling that something yeah. wasn't right. And I was I was very sick from the start, but I just thought it was a like really bad pregnancy. Yeah. And I was caring differently. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, it must be boy because I'm so sick and I'm caring differently. And all these other things. Yeah. yeah. So start there. You're you're really sick. Mm-hmm. So I was probably, I don't know, 12 or 13 weeks along, and I noticed that my ankle was a little bit swollen. And just a little bit. I could just barely feel it. My mom's a nurse, so I asked her, I was like, is this in my head or am I is my ankle actually swollen? And she was like, you know, it's swollen. And I was like, oh, well, I'm just starting early this Crazy. time, whatever. And she had this look on her face like, that's not normal, Lindsay. You shouldn't you shouldn't be swelling yet. That's you need to call your doctor. And I was like, okay, I'm sure it's fine. I'll call him. It's fine, whatever. But then quickly I got really, really sick. Like um, n- like nauseous, fatigue, or what were you experiencing? Yeah, I literally looked at myself every day in the mirror and said, You look like death. Oh. Because I just looked terrible. I was week. Um, I was like having these weird, like even the skin around my fingernails was like starting to peel. I was like, maybe it's so gross, but I was like waking up and like not making it to the trash can to vomit because it was like, which is not my normal. Um, so yeah. And then I started getting this weird pain in my stomach and so bad. Like every other step, I was like, oh, this hurts really bad. This hurts really bad. And then that just got worse. Like the next day it was so bad. I was wailing in my bed because, and I called my doctor and I was like, I talked to the doctor that was on call and she was like, well, there's, you're not far enough along for this to be pregnancy related. So maybe just go to the immediate care. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, I don't, so my mom came over, took my blood pressure. It was sky high. Mm. And she was like, you just try to sleep and I'm just going to come in and take your blood pressure every hour. Just stay asleep. I'm just going to do what I need to do. So she kept an eye on me all weekend. And because we knew that that doctor was going to be on call the whole weekend. So she's like, just wait until Monday and call your doctor. You can talk to him, see what's going on. So they that Monday was my birthday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was terrible. And I just couldn't even, like, I, I had stopped eating at that point. I was so sick. And I just sat down and I just couldn't even function. Yeah. And so I called my doctor and they're like, well, why didn't you call? Why aren't you here? Why aren't you in the hospital? And I was like, I did call. She told me to go to immediate care. They're like, okay. So I went in, I got all the tests run. I barely, I was barely able to drive myself, mm. ran all the tests and I had an appointment scheduled for that Thursday anyway. And my doctor was like, well, we need to get you back in. I was like, well, I have an appointment on Thursday. He's like, no, we can't wait that long. You have to come back tomorrow morning. First thing in the morning. I was like, okay, that doesn't sound good. Mm. And that night we, they had a, my family had a birthday celebration for me and I just sat there and cried because oh. I just want, I just wanted to keel over and die. Oh I was gosh. so sick. Yeah. But then the next morning I went in, they thought I maybe had hyperthyroidism, but all my test levels were out of control. And they're like, we need to figure out what's going on. Come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Oh, so came back the next day. And then the next day 
I had to come back and they were, it was like, it was like I had almost walked into a movie scene, you know, like when you walk into, like when it pans to the ER scene and everybody's running around like crazy. That's what it felt like when I went into the doctor's office on Thursday morning. And they're like, we need to get an ultrasound and figure out what's going on. So they like rushed me back there and they're like, we think something's wrong with your placenta. And my doctor was like, I don't know if this is a viable pregnancy. Your life is in danger. You are my priority and you are my patient. I need to make sure that you're going to live. He's like, obviously we want the baby to live, but you are my patient. And that's what we need to take care of. So they looked at my placenta and it was super weird. He's like, I have you scheduled to see an MFM specialist. He's like, I don't like a lot of them, but I really like this guy. I really trust him. I trust his judgment. So you have an appointment with him What's now. MFM? Oh, a mater- uh, maternal fetal medicine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. They said they're like the special, like okay. complicated pregnancy. And can you go back to how you feel hearing the words, your life is in danger? Yeah. I was shocked. Like I knew, I knew I wasn't going to have my baby mm-hmm. at that point, yeah. but I had no idea that I had been so sick. The danger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Danger yeah. And I could feel it. My body could feel it, yeah. but I yeah. think I just. Well, you're staring in the mirror every morning going, I look like dad. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he told me, you have your MFM appointment now. Leave here, go to the hospital and you're going to meet with him. And I was like, okay. So I walk in. And he looks very grave and concerned. And we had my mom come in with us just so she would maybe have the presence of mind to Mm -hmm. ask the right questions. But I could tell from the moment that that doctor looked at me that I didn't, I didn't know. It was that moment like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was so scary. It was really scary. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and um, so overwhelming. Like, yeah. you can't think clearly in that moment. You're just overcome. Yes. Yeah. And he just, he was afraid to tell me, you need to deliver your baby. Yeah. Because he's, he even said, like, we're different people. We have different upbringings. We have different worldviews. But you need to do something soon. And if you don't, then you might not make it. And... That was, it was really overwhelming for all of us to mm-hmm. take in. And he performed an amniocentesis and a CBS, which I don't remember what CBS stands for. Look, look it up. But um, the nurse told me she's never seen him do both of those tests on somebody at the same time ever. Oh my gosh. I And my weight limit was five pounds, so I couldn't even hold oh my 10 month old. So they wheeled me home in a wheelchair. Um, Wait, so you, deli- so you delivered the baby? No, this is no. just from the test. This is just his, yeah. your first meeting with this <sighs> MFM guy. And he yeah. says, you might die if you don't deliver the baby. Mm-hmm. And then they send you home. Yeah. How do you go home knowing you might die? And yeah. did you know at that point that like he's not going to make it no matter what? Or did you think there's still a chance no, for him? There's still a chance to, for me. We had to wait for the results from the test to know. So... Um, my husband was very, he didn't want to do anything yet because he didn't, we didn't want to lose the baby and we didn't know. And he, yes. And the doctor didn't even say deliver the baby. He said, um, I think he said terminate the pregnancy. Terminate the pregnancy. Yeah. I think so. And that scared us. Yeah. Because he didn't want to. No, like this is my baby. This is my son. Yeah. Right. I was like 16 weeks along at that point. And so 
terminating the pregnancy was not. No, no. I was like, I can't just go in and I. Right. It was complicated. Yes. It was impossible. Yes. Yes. Impossible situation. Yes. And to digest that was really difficult. So we went home and talked to my family and my sister-in-law and brother go to church with a, an MFM specialist. So we're like, can we get his number? Can we just talk to him and see what he has to say? And he was amazing mm-hmm. and accepted our insurance. Mm-hmm. And so he opened early the next day so that we could get in and see him. Oh, wow. And he did an in-depth ultrasound showed us all the things and there were so many like there just was no chance that this baby was going to make it there was fluid on his brain his heart was malformed his kidney like he was missing a kidney um all these things and he is a believer and he just looked me straight in the face and said if you do not deliver this baby and he said that's what it is you're delivering you're not terminating your pregnancy you're not having an abortion you're delivering the baby He's like, you You and I both know that all life is sacred and ordained by God. But if you don't do something, and I mean today, this baby has zero chance of survival outside of the womb. Yeah. You need to save your life at this point. Yeah. And he's like, if you don't do something now, you're going to end up in the hospital. And not for something small like high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in the ICU because of a stroke or heart attack or aneurysm or collapsed lung because what was happening inside so i had a partial molar pregnancy with an existing twin which is a super rare one to five percent of women in the world have this type of pregnancy so there's not a lot known about it because there's just not a lot of cases so basically my placenta was acting as a cancer it was like that was the cancer and it was slowly killing me and it was killing my baby attacking both of you no the thing that's supposed to give life yes exactly forgets its job and is sucking the life out of you Mm -hmm. and has now at this point killed your child yeah oh yeah what the heck Mm -hmm. no we're not supposed to do that it's not (laughs) all of this seems completely wrong Mm -hmm. let me let's in this phase of it in this Mm -hmm. okay i know i know the baby will not survive. Mm-hmm. We ha- I have to save mm-hmm. my life. What are your conversations like with God? Mm-hmm. I just went to bed every night praying, like, let me live and, me live. Yeah. and thrive. And not just, I just thought, I can't, I can't die. My daughter needs me mm-hmm. and I want to be able to run around with her and play with her mm-hmm. and tell her I love you. And I didn't know if I stroked, if I would be able to say that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just begged God, just let me live. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm going to lose this baby, but please just, I hear grace, let me live. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully, that doctor called my doctor and he's like, I don't know. You haven't seen Lindsay in a couple of days, but she does not look good. Like, he made me stay in his office because he's like, you can't leave. I'm afraid finally, to die. Finally, finally. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Like oh enough gosh. people telling you you're going to die and then just sending you home. home. You know what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So he made me stay and check my vitals and then finally I was like, okay, you can go home, but you have to promise me that you're going to call today. Mm-hmm. And a few hours later, my doctor called me. He's like, I just talked to Dr. Harry and... He said you need to come in today. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's like, I haven't seen you in a couple of days. I don't know what you look like, but he said you look like death. Yeah. And you have to come in and we have to start this process today. And I was like, all right, I needed the hand of God to move because yes. because I couldn't do that to my husband. Yeah. I couldn't say, too bad. 
Yeah. We're doing this. Yeah. Right. It's me or the baby, okay? Yeah, right. Like yeah. that's what it that's, that's what, what it is. is. Yeah. 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 And do you feel alone in that too? Oh, yes. Like so yes. isolated. Mm-hmm. I would be resentful. I'd be like, why aren't you jumping at this right. immediately? I am your wife. I could maybe make you another baby. Hello. <laughs> right. Why is this even a hesitation? But yeah. all the yeah. complexities so many of things. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. My and gosh. then how do you at the same time call and schedule <laughs> a very, very, very premature delivery of a baby mm-hmm. who you know will be stillborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, that was you, also the thing was that didn't we didn't know if he was going to be stillborn 16. or not. Yeah. yeah I, at that point, I was 17 or 18 weeks. So you could have held a... So and did you? So let's fast he, forward. Yes. You, he was stillborn. You delivered. But I prayed that he wouldn't be alive mm-hmm. because yes. they can be alive for a no. few hours sometimes oh, and there's nothing gosh, you can yes. do. And I was like, yeah. I have suffered enough. I don't need yes, that. Right. So I was like, Jesus, just take this baby now. Yeah. With um, you to heaven. Yes. I'll meet him someday. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so they gave me the medicine, ran a thousand tests again. And it just like driving to the hospital just felt like I was driving to death row. Yes. Because yeah. I didn't know. I didn't I still didn't know if I was gonna live. Right. They didn't know if I was gonna make it through delivery. And they didn't know how long it was gonna take me to deliver. They told me you could be here for four days or so before you deliver. They're like, nothing's going to happen tonight. That's not the way the medicine works. Mm -hmm. You might start having contractions tomorrow. So we got there like that evening. On a scale from one to 10, what is your fear level in the car driving to death row? 11. I might not come home after this. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine the fear. Yeah. Yeah. It was in the unknown, everything. Oh my gosh. Um, but when we got there, they were, they told me just you're, it's not gonna happen tonight. Just prepare yourself for the long mm-hmm. haul. It nothing's gonna happen tonight. We're just gonna keep giving you the medicine, and when your body is ready. So we got there in the evening, and it felt really long. It felt like we were there for forever. But by like two o'clock that morning, I had delivered him, mm-hmm. and Did they you kept have telling to me and go through labor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and they kept telling me. If, if, if this happens, call me in the room and we'll check you. And I would be like, okay, well, this is happening. And they're like, well, you're not delivering yet because that's impossible. But somehow. It was possible. Yes. The yeah. grace of God. Delivering yes. your baby. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, actually, the MFM who had sent me there told me, like, we see miracles. He called me to check mm-hmm. on me. He's like, we see miracles happen every day. But, like, this is truly a miracle that you delivered when you did because that's just not that's just not how it works. Right. So, so you feel like your life was so on the line mm-hmm. that like it was like God mm-hmm. God took the baby, yes. right? And yeah. saved, he's buried. Literally. Yes. Yeah. We think we think that I miscarried and yeah. delivered as opposed to yeah. they they don't think it was the medicine. Mm-hmm. So, which lifted like a whole layer of guilt off of that. Yeah. So did you hold did you hold him? Mm-hmm. But here's the here's the what's the word? The silver lining. Plot twist. Yeah. Plot twist. We thought he was a girl because the ultrasound tech was like, oh, it's a girl. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And so we didn't think to check or question or anything. And we had named him Ruth. Oh, my we thought gosh. he was a girl. Okay. Um, and then yeah. we got a phone call a few days later and they're like, thought we should let you know we got the dna results you were right you were right because i was shocked when it was a girl i was like there's no way this is a boy and i know it's a boy but i was so sick 
It was oh, just yeah. My Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the gender. And just, yes. you know, oh, my God. Yeah, so we spent days mourning a girl yeah. and then found out he was, in fact, a boy and then felt like. Yeah. I didn't feel like I ha- my morning process started over, but everybody, because I always knew he was a boy. Yeah. Right. Yes. But everybody around me that started over started yes. over because they were yes. mourning a different baby. Right. Really. Yeah. So and what do you say Judah. to your baby? Did you name him Judah? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 I named him Judah. Okay. What do you say to Judah slash baby Ruth? <laughs> baby Ruth. <laughs> baby Ruth. <laughs> um, on like you're holding him. Mm-hmm. What do you say to him? Did you talk to him? No. I was too sick. I don't even too remember. Sick. You don't remember that. Okay. <clears throat> the only thing that I can remember, because I was really drugged because mm-hmm. I still was at risk. They yeah. still didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was asleep most of the time. But the only thing that I very specifically remember is I had a vision of my family and I sitting under a tree and a little boy running to me. and I knew that was God promising me you will have a son and I just clung to that because I just wanted a little boy so bad Mm -hmm. took me four more pregnancies to have a living boy Mm -hmm. and he was our last we're like this is it this is our last one if it's not a boy we're just gonna adopt a boy and God can fulfill it that way but I was surprised every pregnancy when they're like, it's a girl. So let's skip let's ahead, ahead to, because you said two, like two more pregnancies and then you got pregnant with twin boys. Yes. What? You got pregnant with twin boys. Yes. So here's mm-hmm. God doubling down on his yes. promise. Yes. That, that's and that's exactly what I thought. Like, this is the way he works. He mm. gives and he takes away. Yeah. And now he's given and yeah. he's redeeming. And this is how it like... Yes. Finally, my redemption story. Yes. This is because that we said that that was my last pregnancy. Yeah. And I had no suspicions at all. I had no idea I was going to lose those boys. None. Because your faith is so high. Yeah. Like, here you, we go. You told me this. Yeah. I trust you. You're good. You want to give me good things. I'm doubling down. Mm-hmm. Expectant faith. Here right. we go. Yes, we're doing it. Yes. And then what happened? So the week before I lost them, I went in, I, it was the day before my appointment. And I had a dream that I lost one of them. And I did. Yes. And I, in my dream, I was like praying that the other one would live. So the next day I go into my appointment and he can only find one heartbeat. No. And I was like, I had this dream last night. Bear with me because my doctor is amazing. And he, because of my history, he has told me every pregnancy, if you ever have even a bad dream, call me. Oh come in gosh. and we'll do an ultrasound. Yeah. Oh. So I was like, I had a dream last night that we could only find one heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Can we please bring the ultrasound machine? And he's like, yes, absolutely. Of course, let's bring that in. He's like, the second one is probably just hiding behind the first one, yeah. but we'll just hope, see. Hope, hope, mm-hmm. faith, faith. Yes. Yeah. And so we found it right away and it was fine and they were both fine. And I was like, okay, it was just a dream. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, I felt really, really, really off. I just felt, but I had just had like, or maybe it was the next day. I had just had my check mm-hmm. and, you know, you can just feel yeah. off after that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I just had my mother-in-law come over and I just laid in bed when she was there because mm-hmm. I just felt weird. I can't yeah. even put my finger on it. I think, I think that's the day that I lost them. Mm-hmm. 
So Monday, I was supposed to meet the MFM doctor, mm-hmm. the same one, mm-hmm. and um, like not the same doctor, but the same office. And I was dreading it because <clears throat> because they were identical twins. I was in a, at an increased risk okay. category. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we were going to go into this appointment to talk about all the risks that we could face all the troubles, whatever. So, and come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. So I was dreading going in anyway, because I hadn't been in that office since we had lost Judah. Mm -hmm. And, but I was excited. It was the week of Thanksgiving and my husband, that's like the only week that he takes off of work and Mm -hmm. hangs out with us the whole week. And we do fun things. So I was really excited to just like get in and see the boys. Mm -hmm. And because we knew that they were boys at that point, because the week before my doctor was like, there's two penises oh there. Can I say that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I see it. You, they were definitely. Oh good. my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And you go in like, okay, this is part of like the redemptive God mm-hmm. that I know. Yeah. He can reclaim this office space mm-hmm. and these yes. memories. Like yes. that's the kind of faith that I'm hearing you have. Totally. Walking in going, okay, this is just yeah. another step in my redemption story. Mm-hmm. Yes. The tech gets on. She's like, yes, they're boys. They're definitely boys. Let me just check a couple things. Gets really quiet. Oh. Let me go talk to the doctor. Oh, did you know then? No, I had no idea. Oh, okay. No, no clue. Doctor comes in and I, I remember, I just felt like so stupid afterwards, but I was like, it looks like they're in a bunk bed. Cause like one was after that. I was like, that's what's to come. Yeah, excited, pregnant, here yeah. we go. Yeah. And then she told me there were no heartbeats. I lost it. <laughs> yeah. And how do you recover? Here, Thanksgiving week. Here, we're all together. This is our big week right. with our family. Yeah. And this is God's big redemption yes. story for you. Yes, I was crushed and so confused. Right. You mm-hmm. doubled down on your promises. What? What? Yeah. And then how do you leave... An appointment mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. They sent me down to, they're like, you want to go see your doctor now? I was like, yes, I need to see my doctor because he needs to come for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just walked down the hall and it was just, I just couldn't stop crying. Like I was trying to fill out the paperwork and I was like, I just I can't. Yeah. Seeing all these other pregnant moms in the office <sighs> and thinking, I wish I was them instead yeah. of me. Mm-hmm. And I went into the went into his office and he was like, I, Lindsay, I don't, I don't understand what happened. He's like, you had that dream. And then we checked on them and they were fine. And that was just, a, that was like four days ago. Right. So what? I, he's like, I have no idea. I don't know what to tell you. It said that I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, are there any answers of, oh, well, this happened. We ran this test and this is like, they could have, but we didn't, no, it didn't it matter, matter. No. at that point. One of the boys was four days larger than the other boy and we think that maybe that that had something to do with it Mm. um but we just didn't we just i didn't want i had done the test before i had done all that before and i didn't i didn't want to do it again and how do you deliver those babies so they told me you can wait for your body to deliver it yourself or you can come in and have a dnc And it was a week of Thanksgiving. The last thing I wanted was Thanksgiving dinner to be like, oh, I'm going into labor to deliver my my dead babies. That's just not how I want to go. And you have three girls at Mm -hmm. home at this point. Yeah. 
And I had done that. I I had delivered a dead baby before. Mm-hmm. I didn't didn't want to do it again. Which should not no happen. No, should not be allowed. Yes. No. So I was like, I want to have a DNC. Mm-hmm. I want it now, yes. if possible. Yes. I've been through mm-hmm. freaking enough. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. And so my doctor was like, totally get it. We'll get you in first thing tomorrow morning. He's like, in the meantime, here's this pill in case you do go into labor Mm -hmm. to help with the bleeding, along with my cell phone number. Mm -hmm. Call me whenever you need to. Okay. So. Thank the Lord for good doctor. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we went home. All I wanted to do was watch Christmas movies and snuggle on the couch Mm -hmm. with my babies. Mm -hmm. And the next morning I went in and. Had them double check because the heartbeats just yeah. the last one last oh. ditch effort yeah. and yeah. there was nothing. Mm-hmm. So DNC that day. Can you? I have not experienced this, Jen. You have mm-hmm. experienced miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even ask this. How do you sit on a couch mm-hmm. with dead babies inside of you? Like, how do you, like, as a human, mm-hmm. do that? I just had to kind of disconnect a little bit mm-hmm. because that, and that was a big reason too that I wanted the DNCs because I was like, I can't carry two dead babies around inside my stomach right. yep. not for days. Who knows how long? And sometimes with twins, you'll have one and then have to wait no. until the other one comes. No. That's like, mm, no. not for me. No. Okay. Been there, done that. Done. Never again. No. Yep. Never again. Okay. So you went the next morning, had the and DNC. The um, and then that point in my life, that same week, I got the phone call that my favorite aunt who watched me when my parents were at work, mm-hmm. I lived at her house, practically speaking, mm-hmm. had skin cancer and wasn't going to make it. So you're like, was it your birthday too? <laughs> right, like, no okay, it's just heap on and just get more worse. Yes. And just a whole slew. They, they said she had five or six months and she was gone like three weeks later. The day of her funeral, I had to go back and have a second DNC because they didn't I can't. Get I hate out. all of this I can't right now. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> what? Okay, where yes. was your faith in this? Believer before, believer after, in this, yes. especially this week where you like what? I was like, what the hell, yes. Jesus? Yes. Right. You you said you were good. Did yes. you question his goodness, yes. his faithfulness? And where are you? The relationship, mm-hmm. your yes. promises. Could you, right. Could you sense him anywhere near you? I yes, I could. And I specifically remember texting some of the women that are on my team now saying, mm-hmm. I cannot believe that his promises are true and his promises are good because he has mm-hmm. failed me. Yes. Mm-hmm. This time, this time, this time, now my aunt. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. It was just, and there were, there were like other situations too that were like health problems with their kids and all these other things that I just kept telling people, if I had to face one, just one of the, these yes. things like by itself alone, yes. it would be enough to put me over the edge. Yes. But here it is, heap, 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 heap. And I'm dealing with all of this all at once and I am barely holding it together. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But there's a, Hillsong has a song. And it says, even when it hurts like hell, I'm still going to keep singing. And I just played that song over and I sang that song to myself over and over and over and over again. And the only thing that gave me peace was seeing my aunt. And she's always been the the baby. 
whisperer. She loves babies. And she was diabetic and blind, but she loved babies and was really good at taking care of them, even as a blind woman. And she told me, I cannot wait to go hold your boys. And to see them. And to play with them. Oh. Yes. And I was like, okay, Jesus, oh, you're yeah. still good. Yes. Even though. Even though. Even though. Still even good. Though it hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that is, we've landed on hope mm -hmm. um, because that's what we're trying to get to. Yet we thrive. Yes. Like, how do you thrive? How do you after thrive this? in that? Thriving in the midst of impossible yeah. circumstances, that, that, it feels impossible. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't get it mm -hmm. except for I know God. Yes. Right. Yes. And so that's, I feel like that's where we will land, mm -hmm. you know, but mm -hmm. let's fast forward. Um, so we can wrap up, but you have a boy, you have, have a baby boy. boy. Yes. And that living in your home. Yes. It was the worst pregnancy because every ultrasound I went in and I cried. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure you were I was scared the whole time. time. Yeah. I, I like hardly even enjoyed my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And then once I found out he was a boy, I was like, well, there it goes. There it goes. Yeah. Because yeah. God takes okay. my boys. Yeah. 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 But then he was born and he's amazing. And oh we love him. And I, there's a verse, it's Luke 2, 15, maybe. It says, blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has promised her will come to pass. Mm -hmm. And I just kept telling myself that over and over and over again. And every time I was worried that there's something wrong with him or something bad, I just told myself, he promised me this mm -hmm. and now it's coming to pass. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just mm -hmm. keep believing. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot imagine that delivery day of getting your son. Because then yes. it would be like, okay, now, now you're holding now, your boy. Yes. Yes. I've been through the ringer, uh -huh. but it can't be for nothing. Yeah. Right? And it is not for nothing. Exactly. You are so brave in going, this can't be for nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, this cannot be. I am going to mm -hmm. bring this back out in front of me, sit in this, talk about this all the time, mm -hmm. honor and celebrate Judah and what are the two boys' names? Arthur, Arthur and Oliver. Arthur yes. and Oliver. You're honoring them every day yes. by the community that you're building, yes. inviting mm -hmm. women in. Mm -hmm. And sharing your pain with the other people who are in the trenches right now. Yes. What if someone's watching Christmas movies out on the couch? Mm -hmm. Yes. You're speaking to her right now. Yeah. Like, yes. by being brave. Because I just met you today. Yeah. I could have met you at a Kroger and never, never known know. your story. Yes. Like, you'd never know the pain that mm -hmm. someone's gone through. Yeah. I wore this shirt on purpose today. It says, love where you are. Mm -hmm. And even though we can be in really ugly, nasty, terrible places... There's always something that we can find that's beautiful about it. Mm -hmm. And if my pain and my hurt can help me sit in the pain of others and help to pull them out of the trenches, mm -hmm. then it's worth it. It's hard and it sucks and I hate it. And I would change it if I could. Yeah. yeah. But I can't. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to do with it what I can and help meet women where they're at. And the crazy thing is when we lost Judah, so many women were coming out of the woodwork telling me, I lost a baby. I lost a baby. I lost a baby. And I thought, why didn't I know? Yeah. Why didn't I know that one third of all the yeah. women I know have lost a baby? Why don't we talk about this? Yeah. And, we don't. and that's why we're so glad you shared yes. your story. And that's why we're so glad. And our hope in this is that you, yes. no matter if you find yourself in an impossible situation or not, mm -hmm. 
today, whatever you're going through, my hope and our hope here is that you can still say, yet we thrive. Hi, I'm Lindsay, founder of Yet We Thrive, a community for women who have lost or are struggling to have babies. It is our aim to help you thrive, even in the midst of impossible circumstances. You can find us on Facebook or on Instagram at Yet We Thrive. We look so forward to connecting with you and holding a place for you and your story, a place where we can hold you up, even in your darkest moments, and tell you, Yet We Thrive. Thanks for listening to the I Am Mother of the Year podcast with Lisa and Jen. If you love what you hear and want insider access to more conversations just like these, exclusive Mother of the Year merch, and access to the I Am Mother of the Year podcast one day early, join the growing community of patrons who support our movement at patreon.com slash I Am Mother of the Year. Talk to you next week.